This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Chuck Ford and Relate Church in Byron, Mississippi. For more information, please visit RelateChurch.com. Good morning, everybody. Y'all look great. Man, y'all sounded great in worship today and praising God with all your heart, acting like you love him with all your heart, all your soul and all your strength. That's, that's awesome. Hey, we just want to, all of you who are our guests today, we're just so glad you're here. Church, y'all help me give them a warm welcome. We're, we're glad you're here. Just want you to be comfortable and just sit back and relax and receive. You don't have to we're not going to ask you for anything. You don't have to do anything. I am going to ask you for something, but I'll let you know what that is during the message. And when you came in, you received this worship guide. In this worship guide, there's a couple of things. There's a connection card. Looks like this. If you'll take that card, and at some point during the service, if you have a prayer request, write it down. If you've got an answer to prayer, write that down on the back. If you're our first guest or you're our guest, and just take that card, fill out as much information as you're comfortable with, and we'll let you know what to do with that card at the end of the service. There's also message notes in there that you can kind of track with us while we're going through the message this morning. Also be a great resource for you to go back and look at when you come across something in life, you're going, what was that that we were talking about? And then you just go back and just read your notes and it just kind of bring you right back up to speed. Amen. Well, we're, um, I'm, I'm excited about this message today. This is not part of a series. It's kind of a standalone by itself. And uh, but it's something I believe that the Lord dealt with my heart with specifically yesterday morning in prayer when we were here praying. By the way, we just finished 21 days of prayer and fasting. And, and uh, I know those who participated, glad the fast part's over. Now you can go back to eating pizza and stuff like that. And, and um, so we just had a great time. It was an awesome time for me. And, and uh, we do this every, every January. We do 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so we believe that if we give the first part of our year to God, that he'll bless the rest of it. And so uh, we look forward to, the, to God's blessings on the, on the rest of our year. It's going to be an awesome, awesome year. And that's what I want to teach and preach about today. I want to talk about how to advance your life. And because I, I believe this, I believe that if, if, uh, if this year is the best year of your life spiritually, it'll be the best year of your life up until this point. And so, but it's a... Uh, the key is it's got to be the best year of your life spiritually. So we're going to show you how to do that. So if you would, if you open your Bibles with me to Matthew, the sixth chapter. Matthew, the sixth chapter. And, and this is a very familiar portion of Scripture. And, uh, but don't let it be too, too familiar to you. I'm mean, sure you've got this written somewhere. You probably you could have it posted on your refrigerator or on your bathroom mirror. Or, or you might have it in your car. You might have it tattooed on your arm. I don't know. But... You know, it's not enough just to have it written down or tattooed on you. It's got it's to be a part of your life. It's got to be something that you do. You've got to be a, a doer of the Word. This is what I know for sure. I know no one in here wants to go backwards this year. I don't believe that anybody in here wants to go backward. We want to advance. We want to make progress, whether it's in our, our relationships, whether it's in our, uh, our finances, whether it's in our health, whether it's in our fulfillment. Uh, we want to we make advancements this year. How many of you say, I, I want to make an advancement, I want to move forward? Nobody wants to move backwards. Here's, here's a great truth. No one in here is stationary. You're, you and I, we're either moving forward or we're moving back. We're not staying in the same place. And the reason why, because the world is either moving forward or moving back. So you can't stay right where you are because you're in this tide. You're in this, you're in this current. So you're either moving forward with those who are moving forward or you're moving backwards with those who are moving backwards. You're not standing still. 
And so, uh, and it's really our choice whether or not we move forward or not. And so, I want to I talk to you this morning and teach and preach. And I was a little preachy in the first service, so we'll see. But uh, I want to preach about uh, how you can advance your life. How you can advance your life. So, in Matthew, the sixth chapter, verse 33, Jesus said this that seek the kingdom of God. And this is very counterintuitive to human nature because human nature would think, well, if I'm going to advance my life, I need to focus on advancing my life. I mean, right? Because what do people do at the very first of the year is what they, they set goals, right? How many of you set goals? Are you, you know, some people, they, they make these resolutions, but they're not too resolute in their resolution that it's a, you know, I saw something really funny on Facebook the other day. It's a picture, you know, it said January 1st, and it showed this health club. Man, it was just packed out. I mean, you, I mean there were just people there. January 2nd, it was empty. And so, uh, isn't that the way it goes? Sometimes we make resolutions, and, and then we forget about it by January 2nd. And so this year, you know, I, I determined I'm not going to set goals until after 21 days of prayer. Uh, because how many of you know just everything that's good is not God? Just because something is good doesn't mean that it's, it's God. And so it, it's important that, that we have God's mind. We have God's heart. We have God's understanding. We have God's outlook. And so he, he, he's got our best interest at heart. He knows what's best for us. He said that he would lead us down the best paths for our life, whether we understand it or not. He said, I'll lead you down the best path for your life. I believe that about him. I believe that. I'm, I'm, I'm counting on that. I'm banking on that, that God is going to, that he's going to do that for me. But notice what Jesus said, and this goes against what we think we should do. Because if, if we think, if, or if I'm going to advance my life, well, I need to set goals. And, and believe, there, it's right to set goals. And one of these days soon, we're going to talk about how to really do it and accomplish those things. But notice what Jesus said. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Now, how many of you understand what that means? Okay, nobody does. All right. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. Now, you'd have to back up and read this scripture in its context because he's talking about, he's talking about exactly what we're talking about. People who said, you know, uh, what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, where we're going to live, you know, what we're going to do, are we going to have enough? You know, they were talk, it was about people who really wanted to move forward and progress in their life and advance in their life. And Jesus came and he made this statement that goes against human nature. And he said, he said this, seek first, seek above all else the kingdom of God. Seek above everything else the kingdom of God. Seek above everything else the kingdom of God. Seek above all else. See, you've already said that five times. I know. I want it to, I, I want it to smack us around a little bit. Because I know this. You, you can quote this verse. You can quote it in King James. You can quote it in New Living. You can quote it in the Amplified. You can quote this scripture. Many people can quote the scripture. It's one of the most profound, it's one of the most profound and it's the, one of the most known scriptures in all of the Bible. But are we doing it? Is this how we think? Is this how we operate? 
He says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Above all else. You know, Jesus, let me just make this. Let me give you the bottom line. Let me give you the main point today. Here's the main point. If, If I live my life to advance God's kingdom, God will advance my life. Let me say it again. If I live my life to advance God's kingdom, God will advance my life. In other words, if I put his kingdom above all else, he will see to it that I move forward, that I advance, that all my dreams come true, all my dreams that are his dreams come true. If I will seek first the kingdom, if I will seek above all else the kingdom of God, what's God going to do for me? What's he going to do? He said all these things. All these things were added to you. All these things that you're striving about. All these things that you're struggling with. All these things that you're, you're working for and you're striving for and you're lusting after and you're stealing over and you're in, in strife about. All these things are going to be added to you. How? When? If you seek above all else the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus, you know, a lot of people are kind of fuzzy and funny and mistaken about what Jesus really taught and he really preached. I heard somebody say, well, you know, Jesus preached tolerance. Jesus preached the exact opposite. (laughs) He did? Man, he, 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 when he came and he, he, and, and he preached, his word divided. He said, it, it'll divide sons and, and, and fathers and mothers and daughters and brothers and sisters. Why? Because there's a way that seems right to a man. Right? There's a way that seems right. And, and so, but here's what Jesus did come to teach and preach. The word says... And, you know, as soon as he was baptized by John in the Jordan, that's when he began his ministry. He was about 30 years old. That's when he preached his first message. Not when he was 18, when he was 30. And the message that he came preaching, you see this over and over again in Scripture, Matthew chapter 9, Matthew, uh, other, other Scriptures, it says that he came and he taught in their synagogues. Now get this. And he preached the good news of the kingdom of God. He preached the good news about the kingdom. He also preached repentance. He preached that men everywhere should repent. What does repent mean? You see, here's the deal. When when you became a Christian, which I don't even like to use that word because it means nothing. Being a Christian, uh, believers in the Bible never referred to themselves as Christians, ever. Christian was a name that unbelievers gave believers, and they did it in a very mocking sense. Believers referred to themselves as believers or followers of the way. Or we could just say it, followers of Jesus. Now there's a big difference between saying I'm a Christian and I'm a follower. Being a Christian requires nothing of you. 
Being a follower requires everything of you. Being a follower of Christ means that you follow him, that you do what he says, that you do what he does, that you think like he does, that you speak like he does, that you act like he does, right? And so there's a big difference. So where was I going with that? Anybody know? How do we start? I have no idea where I was going with that. Um, but when you, you became a Christian, when you became a follower, you know, you really gave up your rights. We don't live like that sometimes. We don't live like we've given up our rights. We don't, we don't live like we've been purchased, that we've been bought. And I know you say, well, we live in the United States of America. We, we've got rights. I know, but you're also part of another kingdom where you lost them all. Where you gave them up. Well, I have a right to believe anything I want to believe. Not if you're a follower. Well, I just have a right. Everybody has a right to believe what they want to be. Not if you're a follower. Not if you're a believer. Now, let me ask you something. We're going, we're, going, we're going to be all around Matthew 6, 33, a scripture that you know that you can quote. Do you want it sugar-coated? Or do you want to be challenged today? I mean, challenged at the very core of your being. Challenged to the point where you have to make a change. Some of you are skeptical. You're going like, I think so. <laughs> I think so, but I'm not too sure. When I live my life to advance God's kingdom, God will advance my life. You can't outdo Him. You can't outgive Him. You can't outsacrifice Him. Amen. So Jesus, He, he came preaching. The good news of the kingdom of God and repentance. The good news of the kingdom. And he preached the good news of the kingdom so often that his disciples, that his followers became so kingdom-minded. I mean, they had kingdom of God on the brain. They, it was kingdom of God in the morning. It was kingdom of God at noontime, and it was kingdom of God when the sun went down. They were so kingdom-minded. They were so caught up in the kingdom of God that one time, you know, they, you, you know Jesus told them, they, asked, they were asking, you know, hey, are you about to establish your kingdom right now on the earth? I mean, they were ready to make him king, right? And set up this new government in the earth. And he said, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has put into his own hand, but you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You'll be my witnesses. In other words, my physical kingdom's not coming to the earth now, but there's a spiritual kingdom of which you're a part of, and I need you to be functioning in that spiritual kingdom right here on the earth. So what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is the dominion of the king. That's what the kingdom of God, it is the dominion of the king. It's where his will is being expressed. It's where his will is being done. 
And a lot of that has to do with you and I. So he's, Jesus came and he said, look, I need, you, need to, you need to seek the kingdom of God above all else. God doesn't want us to be short-sighted. He doesn't want us to, to replace you know, our, our temporal ambitions for his eternal things. Are you listening to me? We are to be kingdom of God minded, and they were so kingdom minded, so kingdom minded. And so I want you to notice these verses. Because these are some of the notice this Matthew eleven twelve. It says, And from from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, and I, I and that means until now, until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. And violent people are attacking it. Now, how many of you know that's the truth? So the kingdom, of, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, has been forcefully advancing. I mean, it's, it's unstoppable. It's unstoppable. And, and every, time there, every time an entity, I mean, you think about uh, Nero, and he tried to stop Christianity. He tried to stifle Christianity. When he did, it just spread. And so the, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and evil people are trying to stop it. They can't stop it. I'm glad I'm on the winning team. I'm part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. I'm part of a kingdom that is unstoppable. And one day, the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. And he and we will reign forever and ever. And that is the part, that is the kingdom that God is calling us to. That is the kingdom that he's saying you need to put above everything else in your life that you think is important. You need to put his kingdom above everything else. But you see, that's not, that's not tendency. I mean, I'm like you. That's not tendency. Tendency is to save myself. Tendency is, is to protect myself. But Jesus said, if you seek to save your life, you're going to lose it. But if you'll lose your life for my sake, you'll find it. You know, people say, well, I just need to find myself. I need to, I need to find myself. I need to find myself. Well, you can't find yourself outside of a relationship with Christ. Life doesn't make sense outside of a relationship with Christ. You'll never find yourself. You'll never discover fulfillment. You'll never be fulfilled in life outside of relationship with Christ. Because everything, absolutely everything, everything in heaven, everything on earth, everything finds its purpose in Him. And God has called us to His kingdom He's called us into his kingdom. He's called us into be kingdom children, kingdom sons. And we are to put the kingdom of God and think about the kingdom of God. And we're to put it above all else in our life. And if we do, all these things will be added to us. If we don't, we can work hard and we can add some things to ourselves, but it will be with sorrow. We can add some things to ourselves, and it'll be with pain. We can add things to ourselves, and it won't bring us the fulfillment. A lot of people think they know what's going to fulfill them. They, know what, they, they, they think they know what's going to really cause them to be fulfilled. And your fulfillment, my fulfillment, is in putting 
above all else, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. So this kingdom is forcefully advancing. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church. The church, the local church, is the local expression of God's kingdom in the earth. It's a spiritual kingdom. But it is a local expression of his kingdom. He said, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. I tell you, that we are a part of a mighty moving force. We are, we are part of an advancing kingdom. We're a, we're, I mean, we're, we're a part of a kingdom that is unstoppable, that is unshakable. And he tells us, put this kingdom above all else. So Pastor Chuck, you've already said that about a dozen times. And we're going to probably say it a few more times. Put it above all else. And so another translation of, of Matthew 6.33 says this. Put God's work first and do what he wants. Put God's work first and do what he wants. Now, with that in mind, I want you to look at a scripture, and this is not in your notes, but in Colossians, the third chapter. Colossians, the third chapter. Verse 1 says, If then you were raised with Christ, that means you're saved. Anybody else cold in here? I'm cold. All right. It's because I'm so skinny. I'm getting so skinny. Y'all look, I'm getting so skinny. <laughs> I need some fuel. No, I'm just kidding. All right. If then you were raised with Christ. Anybody in here been raised? You've been raised with Christ. If you've been raised. If you've been raised. Notice what he said. Seek those things. Seek them. Here's a great principle. Whatever you seek, you're going to find. Isn't that what Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7? Whatever you seek, you'll find. That works positively. That works negatively. You know, if, if you seek the worst in people, guess what? You're going to find the worst because there's going to be a lot. There's plenty of worse in all of us. When somebody goes to mine gold, that gold is buried under tons and tons of dirt. They don't go looking for the dirt. They go looking for the gold, right? And so if you seek, if you seek bad in people, you're going to find bad in people. But if you'll seek the gold, if you'll seek the good in people, you'll find that. Seek and you'll find. So he says, if you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ sits on the right hand of God, Set your mind. Everybody set, set your mind. Another translation says set your affection. Set your affection. Set your affection, your mind, on things above, not on earthly things. Not on natural things. Don't just set your mind on natural things. Don't set your mind on on earthly things. Set your mind on things above. Set your mind on the kingdom. Set your affection on the kingdom. Okay? For, now get this. Here's why you do that. For you died. Yeah, but I got wants. 
I got desires. Well, we have to take our wants and we have to take our desires and lift them up to God. And is this your want? Is this your desire? I had somebody come to me one time. They desired somebody else's wife. I know that's extreme. But uh, that's not God. Right? That's not God. They were convinced it was. But guess what? It's not. <laughs> so set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. For you died and your life. This, this is where you find your life. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. Your life is hidden with Christ. You're going to find, you're going to find your life. You're going to find your fulfillment. You're going to end your search. When you realize, and I realize that my life is hid with Christ in God, and my affection is on things that are above and not on earthly things. You ever uh, experienced that, hey, if I, could just, if I could just buy this, I'd be, if, I could just, if I could just buy that car, I'd be happy. And you're happy for a day? I just had that house. If I just had that house, I, I, that house would make me happy. If I could just, if I could just be with that person, mm, if I could just be with that person, I'd be happy. Then you got with that person, and guess what? You found out that they were a person. You, you found out that they were a person too, like you. And you found out they couldn't give you what you wanted. Your life is hid with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then we shall also appear with him in glory. Seek above all else the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So what does it mean? What, above all else. I mean, let's break it down. Y'all okay to break it down? Let's break it down. What does it mean to seek above all else the kingdom of God? Well, let me, let's break it down. It means to seek above all else. It means to seek before you. It means put his kingdom above your comfort. Put his kingdom above your convenience. You know, uh, some time ago, the Lord had kind of woke me up about three nights in a row to pray. I mean, I just woke up and I had a burden to pray, but it was early in the morning. It's like three who wants to be up at 3 o'clock in the morning? I don't. And uh, so I just kind of, you know, rolled over and went back to bed and, and didn't pray. And uh, the Lord was just dealing with me that finally, you know, I just kind of said it out loud. I said, Lord, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just not a morning person like that. <laughs> Which is equal to saying that uh, I'm not a kingdom person. And he just dealt with my heart, you know, this, that I need you when I need you. Not when it's convenient. I need you when I need you, not when it's convenient for you. God is more concerned with our obedience than he is our comfort. Did you know that? 
He, he wants us, he's more concerned with our obedience than he is our comfort or our convenience. You know, the, the Lord dealt with us to start a, a, a Bible school, leadership training school here. And so we're about in our fourth week now. And, and uh, I told the Lord, this isn't convenient. I, I mean, that means there's going to be more stuff to do. It's not convenient, but, the, you know, it's, I'm bought with the price. Right? I died. I'm bought. I don't own me. Jesus owns me. Well, I got rights. Not if you're a believer. I, I get to make my decisions. Not if you're a believer. Not if you're a follower. You can do that as a Christian, not as a follower. All right, let's move right along. Getting in the deep stuff. All right. So what does it mean to put him above all else? So you're convenient, your comfort, your spouse. Here, here's one that's going to hurt. Your kids. Above your kids. <laughs> above your kids. The best thing that we could do for our families, the best thing, is to put the kingdom of God above them. Whatever we put before the kingdom, we risk losing. All right? Jesus said this, there's nobody... And it's, look, wait, you can't outgive him. You just can't. He said, there's no one who has left father or mother or houses or lands or children for my sake and the gospel who will not receive 100-fold in this life. Man, that's a pretty powerful promise. That's a pretty powerful promise. So what do we do? We're going to put his kingdom above all else. So let's just, I want to talk to you about... Uh, how to advance the kingdom because in advancing the kingdom God's going to advance your life right so when I live my life to advance God's kingdom when I put his kingdom above all else what's he going to do he will advance my life so I'm going to give you three ways three ways to advance his kingdom these are very practical you can begin today number one number one advance the kingdom through faithful giving Everybody say giving. How much of your money belongs to God? 41% said all of it. So how do you know that? I don't know that, I guess. All of it. You know, that's the truth. That it's all His. Why? Because you're not your own. And if you're not your own, that means anything that you have doesn't belong to you. But the Lord, he, he said, the tithe is mine. So he's, I mean, he just kind of leaves that out. He said, just return that tithe and then be led with the rest. So we advance the kingdom through faithful giving. So I said, well, I knew he was going to get around to money at some point. Right. There's 500 verses in the Bible on prayer. There's nearly 500 verses on faith. There's over 2,000 verses 
about money and possessions. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. 16 out of 38 parables Jesus taught on money and possessions. It is very clear from Jesus' own life and ministry that money is a big deal and how we handle the money really reveals volumes about our priorities and about our affections. And where is our affection to be? The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. So, you know, Malachi 3.10 says, Bring all the tithe into the storehouse and prove me. See if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you can't even contain it all. We're back, right back to seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added. Number two, advance the kingdom through faithful serving. I'm not going, we, we talked about this last week, faithful serving. Everyone in here is called to serve. Right. We are the most like Jesus when we're serving. And so, well, you say, what, what, how do I do that? Well, you get on the dream team. Now, this isn't your church. Go find your church's dream team or the equivalent thereof. But find a, you, you, get, you get plugged in. Serve. I mean, wipe some baby booties. Uh, wave at some cars. Make some coffee. Stuff worship guides, greet, right? He said, what's that got to do with the kingdom of God? A whole bunch, a whole bunch. This young lady right here just told me that uh, they came to this church. She told me right before the service. They, they came to this church because somebody was out there on that street waving at them. So, oh, we'll try there. They wave. She didn't say that part. I made that part up. Uh, <laughs> So they came in, and she said, and then her husband got, right, your husband got saved. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? I mean, what if, what if, what if we didn't have waivers? Are you listening? What if we didn't have anybody waving? We need more waivers. We need them. I mean, you, man, that is, that is awesome. And you know what, whoever that was that day waving, they get credit. In the kingdom of God, they get credit. God saw it. So serve. So, so how do I get started with that? You go to starting point. Next week at 11 o'clock, right back here in our administrative offices, we'll walk you through how to become a member if you want to become a member, how to get involved, discover your gifts, get plugged in. Thomas here, he'll help you get plugged in. He'll, he'll, he'll start pointing you in the right place to be, and he'll get you plugged in. All right? So let's begin. Advance the kingdom through serving. Number three, advance the kingdom through faithful praying. And I was just going to, this was going to be the whole message today. And I realized that our 21 days of prayer just ended. But prayer hasn't ended. Right? Well, we don't stop praying just because 21 days is over. But we advance the kingdom through pray, faithful praying. You know, the kingdom, the kingdom is, is advanced in the spiritual realm before it's advanced in the physical realm. How many of you uh, have over 100 emails in your inbox? Let me see your hands. How many of you have over 1,000 emails in your inbox? Okay. I used to have, I mean, just so many emails in my inbox. And I always felt like, man, I just, I'm behind on, I'm behind on it. 
And then I discovered this, this system that is called Inbox Zero. So, you know, by the end of the day, you get your inbox down to zero. Oh, and it feels so good. It feels so good. So the, the theory behind it is just, you know, you take, you know, some, some of you, you know, you say, well, I can't delete these things because, I, you know, it might be an important one in there. If it was important, you'd already dealt with it. Nobody's going to miss it. They gave up on you already. That million dollars that somebody is ready to deposit into your account, they forgot, they moved on, all right? And so anyway, I discovered this inbox zero. So what you do is, you know, you don't look at your email all day long. That is distraction. You turn your notifications off and, and you just work on what you're working on. And then you've got to set time during the day that you deal with your emails. And so what you do with your emails, you don't delete them all, you process them. Do I need to make an appointment out of this one? Do I need to make a task out of this one? You know, does it need to be, if it doesn't need to be acted on, if it's spam or it's junk, just throw it away. But the others, I mean, schedule an appointment, schedule a task. And then, you, and then pretty soon you've processed all your emails and you're, you're done. Well, good, you feel caught up. And it's the same in life. Most people in here, you feel like you're playing from behind. You feel like that, man, you, I can't ever get caught up. And if you feel like you're always behind and then something comes along and just kind of catches you off guard and you weren't ready for that. Well, there's a way that you can be ready for that and be ready for anything. You see, in, in prayer, it's like this, that a lot of times prayer becomes last resort for us. And so we, we're, something happens and then we're trying to catch up to that. And we, we pray about trying to catch up to it in prayer. But just like you can catch up to it, you can get out ahead of it. But to get out ahead in prayer, well, you gotta, you got to pray faithfully, consistently. You can get ahead. You can get ahead. I mean, you can get out, you can get out ahead of the ball game, right? You can get out ahead of what's coming and what's in the future. You can, get out, you can be ready for it. And so this is how you do it. And I'm not, not trying to go into a big message on prayer. But if you'll spend 10 or 15 minutes a day, 10, let's just say 10 minutes a day, and you will just pray about your future. You just pray, and you just, just be spirit-led. You say, well, how do I do that? Be led. <laughs> now, you just, you, just, you just pray about your future. Just get before God and just begin to pray about your future. Now, if you're behind, you're not going to be caught up in one day. So, but you'll take 10 minutes a day, and you'll just repeatedly do this, and you'll pray. Spend time with God. Just pray. 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 Pretty soon you'll get caught up. You see, that's what, that's what we experienced in 21 day prayer. I felt like, you know, we just kind of got caught up and then we just moved out a little bit further. What if we just keep on every day? Not at the church, but at your house. Just keep praying, keep praying. And then you just begin to move further and further out. And there, so when, when the future gets here, you've already been there. You've already been to that. You've already, you, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I remember praying about something like that. Yeah, I remember praying about something like that. You see, God wants to help you. And this is one way that you're going to advance your life. So you're praying about these things and, and praying about your life and how it relates to God's kingdom. And as you're doing that, you, you, begin, to, you, you begin to move out ahead, move out ahead. And so you get to that place, and I've already been there. I've already seen that. I've, I mean, I, I know exactly what that is. And then you just, you just keep walking it out. You see, and that's how you, can, that's how you can advance God's kingdom and your part in God's kingdom in prayer. Faithful praying. You say, well, Pastor Chuck, I don't know how to pray. Well, prayer is just 
It's just communion with God. It's fellowship with God. Just begin to talk to him. Begin to, and they say, Lord, what do you want me to pray about? How can I pray about my future? And then allow him to help you pray about your future. Allow him to help you pray about his kingdom. Jesus said this. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Pray, your kingdom, your will be done. You see, that's, that's when you know the kingdom is showing up. It's when the will of God's being done. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So you're, you're praying that his, his kingdom would be established, his kingdom in your life, your part, and just begin to pray. Look, 10 minutes a day, anybody can do that. Anybody can do that. And so I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to make prayer a priority. Even after 21 days, make prayer a priority. And we pray every Saturday at 9 o'clock. Right here, come join us. It would be a great investment of your time. It will be a great help to you. It will be a great help to others. 9 o'clock every Saturday morning. So, how do we advance the kingdom? Number one, we advance the kingdom through faithful what? Faithful giving. Number two, faithful serving. Number three, faithful praying. And so how's God speaking to your heart today? What is, what is one of these things that just stood out to you? So you, know, you know what? Or maybe you say, you know what? I, I think I, maybe I haven't been putting God's kingdom first. I've been putting me first. I've been putting my wants, my desires first. So maybe God's dealing with you that way. But maybe he's dealing with you about, hey, you know what? I need to faithfully serve. I need to faithfully give. I need to faithfully pray. How's he dealing with it? Just make a commitment right now. I know I did yesterday in prayer. When we were praying in the church, I know that God began to deal with me like this, and I made a commitment of something I was going to do. And it's not just a good thing, it's a God thing. And it's going to cause other, it, it, it should be a chain reaction. It'll cause other things to happen. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for speaking to our hearts today. I thank you for dealing with us, working in us working in our hearts, working in our souls, working in our minds, helping us see things from your perspective, your kingdom perspective. Thank you for it. And Lord, I thank you that you would give us the courage, that you would give us the boldness and the will to submit to you and live as kingdom children, kingdom sons and daughters. that we would put your kingdom above all else in our life. That there would be no other God before you. There'd be no other thing before you. And as we do, as we do, you will advance our life in a ways that we haven't imagined. I thank you for it. Father, I pray for anyone in here who's been on a search to find meaning, to find purpose, to find fulfillment, to find joy, to find happiness. I pray for them right now, Lord, and I ask that you would show them, reveal to them that it's in Jesus and in a relationship with Christ that they find these things. Draw them to yourself right now. Everybody look up at me. In just a minute, we're going to dismiss. Before we do, I want to make sure everybody in here is in a right relationship with God. And I don't want to assume that you are.
because you came to church today. You know, you can come to church and be in church all your life and not be a Christian. Or you can label yourself a Christian and not have a relationship with Christ. I was like that. You say, well, Pastor, I, you know, I, I think I'm good with God. You know, I, I believe in Him. Good. So do all the demons. All the demons believe in Him too. So just believing in God doesn't make you right with God. Just coming to church doesn't make you right with God. Just trying to be a good person and doing your best, that doesn't make you right with God. If you're going to be right with God and be put in a right relationship with God, you're going to have to do it His way. Jesus, who is God, said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. Jesus, who is God, said, you must be born again. That's kind of a strange statement. But what he meant is that you've got to, do, you've got to turn it all over to him. And as you do, and as you submit your life to Christ, and you declare the lordship of Jesus over you, he'll make you a brand new person on the inside. You'll be born again. He'll recreate you on the inside. You'll become a brand new person. I remember the day that happened to me. Was, I woke up one day. I was one way. A few hours later, Super Bowl Sunday, which be next week I'll be celebrating. That afternoon, I was a totally different person. Totally different. I mean, totally different. Just like that. Not turning over a new leaf. Not making all kind of promises. Not cutting deals with God. You're just saying, here I am. Right here, here I am. You no know, need to clean yourself up. You can't clean yourself up. You've got to submit your life to Him. So I want to pray for you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Look, I'm not going to ask you to come to the front. I'm not going to ask you to stand, but just right there in your seat. All you have to do is lift your hand. We're going to pray for you. On the count of three, you be bold. Hands are already going up. Here we go. One, two, three, right now. Thank you, sir. I see your hand. I see your hand in the back. Thank you so much. Thank you. I see your hand. Good job. Anyone else? See your hands in the back there. Good, good. Thank you. See your hand. Awesome. Good. Anybody else? All right, everybody, let's pray this prayer out loud together. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I believe he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead. Jesus, come into my heart. I confess you as my Lord. I take you as my Savior. I repent of my sins. And I choose this day to follow you and to put your kingdom above all else. Amen. Amen. Church, let's give these a real big hand, all right?